Hi, it's Dune here, your host and hype girl. And before we dive into today's episode, I want you to take a hot second to reflect. What's that passion, unique experience, or knowledge you have itching to be shared with the world? For me, it's always been about guiding you and cheerleading incredible women to start your businesses. So what's your thing? You see, everyone's got something they excel at, something they just can't stop talking about. And it turns out that one of the best ways to monetize those passions is through sharing that thing with the world as a digital course product. My life's work has been to chat with more than 600, 7, 8, and 9-figure e-commerce founders. And it's through those conversations that have led me to creating a foolproof playbook and my go-to guide for early-stage founders in the form of my first-ever digital program, e-commerce fundamentals. But it wouldn't have been possible without Thinkific. The beauty of this platform lies in its simplicity. Cute templates and a super easy to use editor. No coding headaches, no tech-induced stress, just pure focus on what matters most, the content. So if you've ever been curious about building a course to teach your passion, this is the way to do it. The genuine support from the Thinkific team turns it from this lonely, confusing headache into the most fulfilling and easy project. Go to the link in my show notes to get a free trial on me. This is Vivian Vile for Female Startup Club. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Female Startup Club podcast. I'm your host, Dune Roisin, and joining me on the show today is Vivian Vile, the CEO and founder of fine jewelry brand Joie de Vivre. After losing her first business through a relationship breakdown, Vivian got straight back in the game working on her second and most cherished jewelry brand, Joie de Vivre. After learning about the jewellery industry and the dark side of gold and diamonds, she set her intentions to create a brand full of transparency, being completely ethical and sustainable. She invested $1 million of her own money and started creating her new venture, but what she didn't expect was to launch and be met with zero sales. Absolutely zero. She shares the real heartache of going through major ups and downs in business and how she came out the other side sparkling. We also talk about a company that's been critical in her success. Wayflyer. They offer revenue-based growth financing for e-commerce brands of up to $500,000 to support inventory purchases and scaling through performance marketing without taking any equity. It's a great solution for brands who are doing well and need cash injections on an ongoing basis. This is Vivian for Female Startup Club. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. 
Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Vivian, thank you so much for being on the show today. I am so excited to learn all about your business. I want to go back to the very beginning and hear your origin story and how you got started. Yeah, yeah, of course. Thank you so much for having me. I mean, you were amazing. Your show is amazing. So I'm really excited to be here. Thank you. Thank you so much. All righty. So uh, you want to know a little bit of my background, how I got started? Yeah. So, well, my background has been basically for the last uh, 13 years in the art industry. So I was a CEO of a company that I uh, started, launched and grew with my ex-partner and ex-husband, uh, which is called Storms Publishing. And basically, uh, my ex-husband is uh, one of the biggest, well, he is the biggest coast glass sculptor in the world today, but it wasn't like that always. <laughs> so wh- when we first met, I was 22 years old. Uh, I came from Brazil. I, I was a, a big actress in Brazil. And I came to the States to actually to go to film school. <laughs> and we met, you know, started dating and got pregnant and when I, I really got in touch with his art, I just fell in love with it. And I was like, I'm going to do this. I'm, this guy is a genius. I need to uh, take over his career and make him who he's supposed to be. So I kind of like transitioned from being that um, the artist, the actress that had all those people behind me, you know, building me to being the person that was behind him building him. And that's what I did for, you know, from when I was 22 to when I was about 30 years old. So, you know, eight years in a few years after we got married, we had our son. Jack became the biggest cold glass copter in the world. We had a little tragedy, not a little. We had, uh, we had some really hard things that happened in between where he lost his eyesight. We had to redo the whole business and stuff. But we came uh, um, up on top. And uh a few years later, <laughs> um, we we went through a divorce. So when that was happening, um, I was the CEO of the company. The company was thriving and we were, you know, doing millions and millions of dollars, which we never thought was possible because he's one artist, right? So it's like scaling like that for one artist, artist that makes artwork. It's very hard. And then when we started that divorce process, I decided that I wanted to create a jewelry line that would feature his work because we had a video that had gotten uh, about 120 million views on Insider about his work. And we were flooded with people from all over the world wanting to buy that work, but they couldn't afford it because his artwork starts at $15,000. So I wanted to make a jewelry line that would feature his work and uh, it took about three years of development. So I took all of his large crystal sculptures and made them into little stones and created Viv Storm Sign Jewelry, which was my previous uh, jewelry line. Uh, it was a lot of work, put a lot of money into it, a lot of tears too. <laughs> and uh, we launched, the day we launched the jewelry line, we sold $170,000 in seven hours. Oh my gosh. Whoa. It was insane. And we did not have any digital marketing. Like, like up to that point, everything that I did was, um, we had a big presence online. We had a massive Facebook page and Instagram page, but everything that we did wasn't to sell anything online. Everything was offline because we're talking about selling $15,000, $100,000, $200,000, 
pieces of artwork. And then next thing you know, we launched this website, which wasn't even like the best thing that you could see out there. And we exploded with no marketing at all. It was basically people that were on our uh, social media waiting for something that they could afford from his work. And they just saw that now we had items they started at seven hundred dollars instead of fifteen thousand dollars, and we just we just exploded. So, Vivstorms Fine Jewelry did amazing for the first year, but there was one problem. <laughs> um, we were going through a divorce. So you know, and, and like if I don't know if you ever went through anything like that, but when you're going through a divorce, there's a very crucial two years you know, after that divorce where everything can happen <laughs> and some really bad things happen because there's, there's so much changes and we were friends and then we weren't friends anymore. And so at some point, like he didn't want to make the stones for me anymore. Didn't want to make the glass for me anymore for me to make my jewelry light. So I had to make a decision and I was going through as a woman, as a woman, as an entrepreneur, as in, you know, a mom and, and, and dealing with all of that, I had to figure something out for myself where I would find my happiness. Cause I just, at some point I just wasn't happy. I was just fighting everyone, everything around me and not living fully. Literally, I, I just wasn't, I was struggling in every aspect of my life. My jewelry line was selling but it was a fight. Everything was a fight. So one day I remember sitting, uh, in my dining table and then thinking to myself, I just can't do this. I have, I know I have the strength to be able to create something else. I know I'm able to, I launched this line was a success. I launched Jack was a success. It's time that I invest on myself. Now I invest on something that I create that I believe in that has my my values and go with that. And that's when I decided that I was going to create a new jewelry line. And everybody was like, you're crazy. How are you going to do that? You know, everything that you've done so far was with Jack and how are you going to launch a different line? And everybody's making jewelry. Like, what do you want to make? How are you going to do it? And I'm like, well, I'm going to do it. I'm just going to figure it out. And, and that's how Joie de Vivre was born. Um, I wanted to create a different jewelry line that had all the sustainable, um, ideals that I had with Viv Storm's fine jewelry, but I wanted to dig in deeper. I wanted to learn more about the jewelry industry. Cause again, I got into jewelry kind of like, I just like, it just happened, right? I wanted to make jewelry with that product and it kind of happened, but I didn't really have the knowledge of of everything that I was doing, how I was doing, why I was doing, and how I could make that better. So that's when I dug deep into the sustainable practices of making jewelry and what I really wanted to make my jewelry to be. So Joie de Vivre was created to be a jewelry line for the modern woman. It's meant to be for all the women that really care what they are wearing, what they're putting in their body. For the woman that cares that, you know what, if I don't know exactly where this diamond is coming from, it could have been mined by a child. And I'm not okay with a child working anywhere, really, to mine this diamond. If I don't know if this gold is dirty gold or not, which most of the gold out there is dirty gold, it, and it doesn't matter where it comes from. Like here in America, we have we have mines that have devastated communities. Utah is, is an example. And there's no such thing as, you know, clean gold. So all of our gold is recycled. And we wanted to create an experience that is uh, where we want to deliver affordable jewelry that is sustainable, that is true, that's traceable, and that makes people proud to say, you know what, I know where this diamond came from because it was created in a lab. And then we, it, it was also a little bit of a, a, a challenge for me because uh, lab-grown diamonds are are so new and a lot of people have this misconception and lab grown diamonds are zirconias or they're not real or this and that. And I kind of created a mission where I'm going to bring this message out there that 
the only difference between a lab-grown diamond and a natural diamond truly is only the origin. It's the exact same thing. It's physically, chemically, and optically identical. And a lot of people don't know that. So it's important to make people understand that. And I feel like that today, in 2020, people are much more aware of what they eat, what they wear, where things are coming from, and how you can uh, make a difference by choosing the right things. So that's kind of like how Joie de Vivre happened. Um, it sounded amazing, and it is amazing, but when we first launched, we were like, okay, it's going to be like this storms. We're going to launch it. We're going to sell $200,000 in the first day. Great. I put a million dollars into Joie de Vivre. Wow. Okay. This time I was like, I'm not going to spare a dime. And, and that was from my pocket, like from my bank account. I didn't take loans, anything. I put $1 million from my bank account into Joie de Vivre. I didn't spare a dime. We did everything. The website, beautiful. All of the agencies, everybody that works with us, like everything is, you know, planned to be perfect. We had like a soft lunch in October of last year, 2019, and there were no sales, no sales on the oh. first day, no sales on the second day. Oh, no. No sales on the third day or on the second month. Oh, my God. So what are you doing at this point? Well, here I am with, you know, about a million dollars of inventory sitting in my safe, an amazing team, an unbelievable world-class e-commerce team uh, that I'm paying and I have an overhead of about $150,000 a month. <laughs> and, and, the, and the money is running out and I don't have anywhere else to get money from. Um, and I'm like, and everybody's is telling me, no, Vivian, it's a brand new jewelry line. It's a new audience. We, get, we need time. And I'm like, okay, I don't have time. So I, I, I literally kept pumping money into Joie because I truly, truly, truly believed in everything that I was doing. And it's, it's literally my baby. It, it was the company that liberated me. But I truly feel that there was a lot to do with mindset in this one because everybody would come to me and say, there's no way you're going to be able to thrive without your ex-husband. There's no way you guys built everything together. You guys built, and I'm like, no, we, no, no. I was the person that was behind him, building him. So why can I not thrive? And I feel like that I started believing that. And somehow I put it out there and it became my reality. So in December, you know, like I used to sell $20,000 in a day. December, that was always sold for Christmas month, $20,000. And we're like, you know, I look at my COO and I'm like, we're going to have to figure this out because there's no more credit cards. There's no more lines of credit. There's no more money to draw from. And in January, we're like, okay, we're throwing the towel. There's no more money. We can't, there's nothing more we can do at this point. And, and I did. I threw in the tower in January, kind of like turn off. I let everybody go. I turn off everything related to, uh, to Joie de Vivre because I just couldn't afford it anymore. And I opened a new company. Um, you know, I had an opportunity of going to the financial business, you know, vertical, which I had nothing to do. But because of my experience as being a CEO, a CMO and everything that I've built, I went into uh, the financial business vertical and in two months we were killing it we're doing like amazing so March comes along we're doing amazing and I'm like okay great so let's just launch a 50% sale for Joie de Vivre sell everything off that we have and just go do this because it's doing amazing and it was like okay here here I am giving away my child right? Which is what I love doing. But I mean, I can't afford the child. So I'm going to have to do it. So we launched and this was crazy. And when, when people talk about like law of attraction and all of these things, and that's when you're like, oh my God, this thing is real. Because that's when I let go. I said, it's over. I'm, I'm letting this go. And I put a sale on the website for 50% off. And in the first month, we were doing no ads. We're doing no marketing, nothing. We just sent a few emails to our email list. We sold $50,000 within a week and a half with no marketing spend. And I was like, whoa, hold on a minute. What? <laughs> What's happening? We found the audience. Like we had not 
sold all that amount in over since we, we started. Then May comes along and then we started selling $20,000 a day. What do you think changed? Um, my mindset. <laughs> I feel like, not just that, but I feel, you know, we, we were in the middle of coronavirus. Everybody's home. Uh, now we're putting this amazing jewelry line out there at 50% off. All of my, all of my pieces of jewelry are made out of 18 karat gold, premium quality diamonds. Now it's 50% off. And, and, and I think there's a lot to do with the mindset. I was like, okay, I'm ready to just get rid of it. But the quality of what we have, the company that, what, that we have is so amazing that like, why are you, you getting rid of it? So basically I sort of seen the sales coming in and, and my, my financial company is exploding. <laughs> I'm working like a, a crazy person. It's doing great. And I'm like, okay, hold on a minute. What am I going to do now? <laughs> and uh, we, that month we sold out all of our inventory in two weeks in May. We had no inventory. Oh my gosh. Wow. So I look, I look at Adriana and say, hold on a minute, Adriana, we don't have employees anymore. We don't have agencies working with it, with us. I am running the Facebook ads myself. <laughs> I like a lot of it. I mean, I know a lot. I'm a CMO, so I know a lot of marketing and I, I manage a lot of it. But I always had agencies doing the work for me rather than mm. me running those ads. And, yeah. and I know that's your expertise. But, you know, so the little things like how to do it, it's a little bit more challenging than overseeing everything. And, and for me, it was like, uh, there's no way I'm giving away my child. Like, yeah. I don't care how much money I'm making with my financial company. I'm going to have to figure this out. And that's when I started bringing everybody back. So I was like, Audrey, we sold over, I think, $280,000 in May. And we do- didn't have inventory for half of the month. So basically, um, I think on the 12th, the 14th, we started doing pre-orders. So now you have to buy these, the, this jewelry and wait six to eight weeks to receive it. And people were buying it like nobody's business. And then we kept doing it. And, and, and then I, I brought everybody back. I brought my PR company. I brought my an amazing digital marketing agency that just took over. I brought, you know, and then here I am again at $150,000 overhead. But at least now we can justify because we're selling and we're selling it before we actually have the item, <laughs> which is amazing. It's a good problem to have. Right. It's a good problem to have. You really weathered the storm. <laughs> yeah. So so now we're we're dealing with the, you know the facts that we're short on packaging and and we have to produce all this jewelry we never thought that we would have to produce like so fast and we're dealing with growth issues. But yeah, so Joie de Vivre is back. It happened over the coronavirus and and when people say how did you do it in the middle of coronavirus, I'm like I don't know. I think I just needed to go through this really hard time to kind of find myself after everything that I went through as a woman in business, as an entrepreneur, um, as somebody that gave away, you know, 50% of a multi-million dollar company, because <laughs> that's what I did. I gave, I gave away um, basically 50% of my company that I built with my ex-husband for the right of having that jewelry line with him. And then that was taken away from me. So I had to, I had to go over like getting really down to be able to rebuild myself and liberate myself and, and find a way to succeed and say, you know what? I don't need a man. I don't need anybody. I need my amazing employees. I need my amazing agencies. I I need my amazing partners that will work with me to build and grow this brand and that's where we are. And I, I'm just so happy to be able to talk about it because I never thought it was going to happen. It was like, this storm is never going to end. And, and, and it has, and it's clear outside. So it's, it's amazing. I mean, I can see it on your face. You're absolutely radiating. I can, <laughs> I can see your happiness. And I'm so happy for you. I, I didn't realize all the ups and downs of that story. And it's, it's certainly one that you've, you've really come out on top and I'm sure there were days where you didn't think that that would happen. <laughs> Sounds yeah, 
you know, like a really big thing. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I want to talk to you about the company that you've used to help scale your business, uh, Wayflyer. For anyone that's listening, Wayflyer is a company that funds businesses. They give loans, right? Is it loans? Yeah, they give it. It's more like advances. Uh, An advance. Yeah. Yeah. And they don't take any equity. They just take a percentage back. Um, and you've basically been using this company to help scale your your inventory, right? Yeah. Can they, you tell us a little bit about, about what it's been like and, and how it's working? Yeah. They're, they're amazing, these guys. They are, I mean, I can't even say good things enough about them. Um, when, when I found myself in that situation where, okay, so now we have all these pre-sales, my whole website is at a 50% off. So that means that my margins are very little. I mean, it makes sense if you have a huge amount of sales, right? Because even though if you have a little margin, a small margin, you're still making money, but you have to have a huge amount amount of sales. And, you know, I came from a time where we had a lot of debt when the money started coming in. So now I'm dealing with having to pay all of the debt. And now I have to buy all of this brand new inventory and, and all of it. So I found Wayflyer and what they do is that they will basically buy they will advance you money in exchange for uh, a percentage of your future sales. Um, so I found them and they were able to basically find, give me the money for, for my inventory. And then that way I can buy a lot more inventory up front. I can have the inventory I need in my business to be able to scale because otherwise I wouldn't be able to do that. And 
you know, the more we sell, the more capital we're able to access. So it's been a, a key factor on us being able to scale at this point. And, and they're amazing. They're not a huge company, you know, like other companies like that out there. So there's a difference. I've had problems with companies doing exactly what they do before that uh, was very hard to deal with. Shopify Capital, for example, <laughs> because when I went through this um, transition where I didn't have the product anymore for Joie de Vivre and uh, uh, not Joie de Vivre, for Viv Storms. And I had to change into Joie de Vivre and we had no sales. Uh, we had a loan with Shopify Capital and they came after us saying that we violated the agreement. I'm like, how did I violate the agreement? And they said, well, you change your product. I said, I didn't change my product by choice. I changed my product because the product was taken from me. I had to create a different product. So it's different when you work with a company like Shopify Capital to be able to get this advance. And when you work with a, co a company like Wayflyer, because it, you have a much more, uh, you have a personal relationship with them. So it's much easier to manage that and, and then go from there. Um, so it's been, it's been a pleasure working with them. They have been a key factor for us, for sure. Yeah, it sounds amazing. What was the criteria that they look for? Like, how do you know if you're eligible to receive something like that? Well, they will look into your sales. They, you know, we are on Shopify, so they will go into Shopify. They will see, uh, and, and their technology is amazing. So they will see what you have, what revenue you have coming in. And then they will analyze how much you're spending in uh, marketing and advertising. And then they they literally have a, a dashboard, which all that information goes into and they create like an analysis on how fast you're growing. And that's what they use to analyze how much capital they're going to make it available to you. And for example, we got a, a, an advance from them last month and then we're growing so fast that they already gave us another advance and then we we'll use that for inventory as well. And the next month, if we show that growth keeps going, that, you know, so it's, it's something that's amazing for smaller businesses because a lot of times, especially going into Q4, I know that we're going to triple our sales in Q4. And how am I going to be able to, and, and I can't do pre-sales in Q4 because you're buying for Christmas, you need the products now. So how am I going to be able to buy all of that inventory upfront if I don't have the capital? So having these guys uh, partner with our business is amazing because it's, it's, it, that's it. It's a partner and they're not taking the equity. They're taking a small fee, which is manageable, you know, just for giving us that advance. And the only payment really that you're giving them is a percentage of your sales, which is like basically you're paying when the money's coming in rather than, okay, you have this big loan payment every month. Um, so yeah, I feel like it's a partnership that we have with them rather than, you know, somebody giving us a loan. Yeah. And it definitely feels like not enough people know about this because it just sounds so great. I'm, I'm wondering what kind of, and it doesn't mean you need to be specific about your numbers, but how much money can they loan you? Like, you know, glass ceiling kind of stuff. I think, um, I think they do up to 500,000. Yeah. Wow. Really cool. Really amazing resource. I was so interested to learn about them. And, and I think it's something that more women need to hear about because I've especially had conversations with people who, you know, their biggest struggle is fulfilling like wholesale orders, for example, and the upfront capital that's needed to continually pump into businesses in fashion and, you know, whatever it might be. So it's really interesting. And how are you guys going now? What's happening at the moment with the business? Well, um, well, we're reworking everything. We ended our 50% off sale because we just couldn't, couldn't make enough jewelry at that price. And also because our margins are so low and it's just not sustainable to be able to keep a business that we can't make enough jewelry and the price so low and we're not making enough to be able to grow the business. So we ended that, but we're, we're, as much as we can, we're launching sales to be able to make it more affordable for our clients. And, uh, and now we're working on being able to get everything back together. So 
We have, uh, we're creating amazing relationships with some of the biggest publications that are taking notice on, on Joie de Vivre right now, which is very, very exciting. Uh, because when I decided to create a sustainable uh, fine jewelry line, I wanted to make something different, something different than anything that's out there. And for example, when you go into direct-to-consumer lines, similar to my line, you know, you're going to find 10 karat gold, 14 karat gold, but we only work with 18 karat gold. We wanted to make affordable luxury. Um, and I think it's like that in Australia as well, right? You guys don't have 14, right? I don't think so. I'm, yeah. I'm not familiar with receiving or buying 14 karat. Brazil is like that too. Like I come from Brazil. I've never seen 14 karat or 10 karat gold in my life. And then, so when I started making jewelry, I was like, okay, I'm going to take that for my culture. Gold for me is 18. That's gold. Okay. Because 24 is too soft to make gold. But so all of our jewelry is 18 karat gold. The experience that you get from buying our jewelry is very different than everything else that you can get out there. So we wanted to kind of put our team back together now that things are working and uh, really get that into all the big publications and get most people that are our demographic to take note on our product. So we're working on new collections. We're working on an amazing, amazing, amazing engagement ring collection that's only going to be done with sustainable lab-grown diamonds. And uh, we are working on some, some new collections for our everyday line. And we're launching, we have a few new projects that are coming up. So our name and some photo shoots are going to be coming up in some big magazines. Uh, and getting ready for Q4 because... I mean, Christmas is coming and I think that's going to be very different than last year. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so for you. I'm sure it's going to be amazing. I want to ask you, I didn't actually know that about gold and that it was like, you know, dirty mind um, gold, which sounds bad for me to not know that, but, but that's the truth. Most people don't. <laughs> Where do you get recycled gold from? Well, in, in our case, our manufacturer we get the option of buying what type of gold do you want to buy. Of course, we pay more for recycled gold uh, than, you know, like newly mined gold that we really don't know where it's coming. Uh, recycled gold can be made in many different ways. It can be made from whenever you don't want your gold anymore, you sell it, and then they will melt it, and they will, uh, re, you know, refine the gold, and, and, and it goes back to the perfect gold that you had, you know, when you that jewelry was first made. A lot of people, a lot of times the refineries, they will get gold from, um, you know, electronics that have gold parts in it and all kinds of things. Basically what we're trying to do is we're trying to not go into mines and mine gold. And, you know, newly, we, we, we want to avoid newly mined gold because that's what destroys communities. And if you do a little bit of research into dirty gold, it's, it's incredible. And when I was making jewelry with Viv Storms, I had no idea about any of that. When I started learning about, and I felt so stupid, I was like, how can I be making jewelry and not know all of this? Like if you go into a lot of direct-to-consumer brands, they're very, very, very affordable and they have ethical, natural diamonds. First of all, the quality of the diamond is going to be usually at least SI. Our diamonds the quality is at least, the very least, VS. So it's like amazing quality, all premium qualities. The, the color is, is so much better than anything else that you can get out there. All, all of our diamonds are color, um, at least H and clarity, at least uh, VS. And uh, the gold is all recycled. So, so basically, when I was researching all of that stuff, I was like, how was I making jewelry? And I had no idea about any of that. And that's when I started, like, the more I learned, the more I was like, okay, I need to figure out a way to make this affordable and sustainable and something women will be proud to wear, basically. And, and that's, that's the premises of, of Joie de Vivre. And there's something that a lot of people will say about, you know, oh, it's an ethical diamond because it's certified by, the, you know, the Kimberly process. And then I went to dig into the Kimberly process. The Kimberly process, um, basically, they will give a certification to batches of diamonds, but they have no way to track where the diamond was mined. 
They have no way to track who mines that diamond, how it was mined, what the working condition of the, those those mines were at that time. They have no idea if it was a child that was mining it. Yeah. So basically, it's a very flawed process. Lack of transparency. Exactly. And then people are going to say, oh, we use ethical natural diamonds. Uh, can you trace it? Oh, no, we can trace it. So it's not ethical. Mm. I can trace my diamonds. I can tell you who was the person that, that cut the diamonds, the person that made that diamond, which lab it was made and all of that and the working conditions and all of that. And that's why I did not want to go into natural diamonds. I Not natural because we can't call you know, Mines Diamonds Natural anymore. The, the FTC crushed it. Now we can use Mines Diamonds or Lab Grown Diamonds. That's it. They are both natural, basically. One's created in a lab. It's such a big education piece because I feel so many people would be in that same boat of just not truly understanding the background of these stones. I mean, we've all watched, you know, Blood Diamond and we've all got a basic idea, but we don't really... It's not forefront of our minds at the moment, I think. So it's very interesting. I want to ask you what your advice is for women who have a big idea and want to start their own business. My advice is um, just do it and believe in yourself. And don't let anybody tell you that you're crazy because people will tell you you're crazy. <laughs> Trust me, I heard enough. People will tell you you're crazy. People are, tell, are gonna tell you that you, you you can't do it or it's gonna fail, and it probably will fail. But you're gonna overcome it, just like I did, you know. And I truly believe that if you have an endeavor, if you have an idea, if you have something you're truly passionate about and you love, it has to fail for you to really understand the value of it. You know, you can be passionate about something, but if it's too easy, it's easy. At the end of the day, failure is a big part of success. So if you want to do something, like, you know, learn about it, educate yourself, um, find a way to create a plan because a dr- like an idea without a plan is just a dream, you know, but if you have an idea, you create a plan, then you have something that you can go after and, and you can really succeed with you. And don't let anybody take you down, especially if you're a woman. Uh, society will always come to us and it will always try to crush us because even though we are in 2020 and even though things are very, very much different today, there is still that misconception that woman is made to be behind the man. I know it. You know, be, a woman is made to be home with the kids and, and, and it's very different today. I can't, I can't say, you know, that it's not. It's very, very different today. But there's still that misconception. There's still always going to be that society view on where a place for the woman is in society. And don't, don't let society tell you you're not capable. Just just take it, take every bit of it and make it your strength to be able to to make that 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 dream a reality. And and, and you will. It's simple. Hard work pay, pays off. Thank you so much. I loved that. We are up to the six quick questions. Number one is what's your why? My why is uh to show myself, not anybody else, myself that I'm capable. And then by doing that, just showing everybody else that it doesn't matter who you are, where you come from, which country you come from, what's your background, whatever it is that you want to do, you can't do. And if you don't believe in yourself, Nobody else will believe in you. So basically, my why is that it's self-empowerment. For sure. Question number two is, what's been the number one marketing moment that's made your business pop? I think that was (laughs) that week that I decided that I was going to bring Joie de Vivre back to close it. (laughs) 
And I actually didn't have any marketing. <laughs> there was no marketing. Um, I, well, there was, there was me. I was the one, you know, trying to do what my whole company was paying $150,000 to be done before, you know, and, and we were able to revive the company from the ground up. That was it. That's when I got, I, I found, I found an amazing tool online and that's for entrepreneurs that don't have a lot of budget for digital marketing. There is this uh, website called magics.com. That was what made my business. I, I launched all of my digital marketing by myself with that website. It's super affordable. And we sold over $250,000 in May just on that, me running my own ads. So I think that was it. That was me kind of like using my, what I could, what I had to be able to make it work. Yeah. Really like hard work, determination, grit, yeah. getting stuck into all the things that you hadn't been doing before. Trying to figure out how to structure Facebook campaign. Upskilling. I'm like so much easier to tell somebody to do it. Like I know what needs to be done, but I just don't know how to do it. hundred percent. And that, that website is phenomenal. Like for somebody that doesn't have a big budget and you have to figure it out, it, it saved my life. So cool. I'm going to link it in the show notes for sure. Um, question number three is where do you hang out to get smarter? I hang out in books. <laughs> I read, I read a lot. I feel like books, these people have gone through everything that you just, you just can't get out there. And I work too much. And a lot of my relationships and partnerships are back in LA where I used to live. So I try, like right now, nobody hangs out anywhere anymore because of COVID. (laughs) So I try just reading and reading and reading and getting every information I can into my brain and then adjusting everything that I read to what works in my life. I love that. Anything in particular that you're reading at the moment that you recommend? Uh, There's a book called um, Up Your Business. Up Your Business. Up Your Business, uh, which is, uh, so because I'm on this uh, right now with Joa Viv, growing the business and getting to, getting to really, you know, start again from the beginning and, and, and double, uh, doubling up on everything. This book is phenomenal on how you can bring the right people into your organization, how we can stretch your organization and grow it. Uh, and it's all about people. It's all about people, who you're working with and uh, how they can really add to your organization. It's a phenomenal book. I can't even say enough good things about it. Amazing. I'm going to link it in the show notes for anyone listening to this episode as well. Uh, Question number four is how do you win the day? And that's around your AM and PM rituals that keep you feeling happy, successful, motivated, fulfilled. Um, I start my day. uh, Usually I like to, I live in Miami and I live in the water. So like, right, just, just by opening my eyes every morning, it's like, oh my God, this beautiful view of the water. I, I, since I was a child, it was my dream to live in the water. And I grew up in Rio in Brazil, but I never lived at the beach. So uh, my favorite thing to do in the morning is I wake up pretty early and uh, my boyfriend is the barista you can think of. We have like an amazing coffee machine. So he makes me an amazing, beautiful cappuccino. I sit outside of the balcony and I read and whatever it is that I'm reading at the, mo- the moment, I read for about, you know, an hour, drink my coffee. And, and, and then after I do it, I'm always under the sun. So the sun kind of like recharges me. And then after I do that, I'm ready to start my day. So I usually just do what everybody does, take a shower, get ready, go to the office, work all day. And then when I come home, I do it every day. Sometimes I say that I'm a little alcoholic. I have to have a glass of wine. (laughs) (laughs) My mom says, Vivian, why do you drink every day? I'm like, mom, I will have my glass of wine every day. I come home and it's the same thing. I sit in the balcony, uh, you know, with my son, with uh, Adriano. We usually have dinner outside in the balcony. I have a glass of wine. I just watch the sunset. And uh, sometimes I have to work when I'm home, but I'm okay with it. I love working, you know, so by loving working, I don't have to work a day in my life. Uh, But, 
yeah, I feel like it's just spending time with my family. I I just love looking at the water. It recharges me. Uh, and yeah, it's my coffee in the morning, my book, and my wine at night. The simple pleasures. Yeah. They're really important. Um, question number five is if you only had $1,000 left in your business bank account, where would you spend it? I would spend... I would... I would break it because I feel like in e-commerce, you have two things. You have marketing and you have the inventory. You have to have an inventory. So I would spend on, on Facebook ads. <laughs> yeah. Sure. And then I, you know, if I have to, it, it depends on the circumstance. So I would do like half inventory, half Facebook ads. But if I can do pre-orders like, like this, I would spend on Facebook ads because the moment that I get that, sale, I already have the money to put into the inventory. So to me today, there's no marketing better than Facebook ads. There's no, especially for my brands, no Google, no display ads, Facebook ads and Facebook and Instagram ads are it. Yeah, for sure. And question number six, the last question is how do you deal with failure in terms of your mindset and approach? Um, I actually thrive in failure. Like that is a really weird thing to say, but it's true. I feel like the best business times I've ever had were always after a big failure. And I don't know if it's like the warrior spirit inside of me, which is like, you know, I have to fight and I will find a way to thrive, even though I'm going through a very, a very difficult time but it's very easy for people when things are doing really well it's very easy for people to relax and that's what I found with me and it's one of the bad things about me and I think most people it's very easy for you to relax and let go and say everything is doing doing good right now but when you hit the rock bottom you have to come back and for me every time I come back I come back stronger and bigger and taller so I feel like I, I thrive. I thrive in failure. I always come back better. Go you. I've so loved listening to your story and what you've overcome and you're just absolutely killing it now. And I'm, I'm so happy to have had you on the show. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. It's lovely to be here and, and meet you and, you know, any, anytime. Hey, it's June here. Thanks for listening to this amazing episode of the Female Startup Club podcast. If you're a fan of the show and want even more of the good stuff, I'd recommend checking out femalestartupclub.com where you can subscribe to our free newsletter. We send it out weekly covering female founder business news, insights and learnings in D2C, and interesting business resources. And if you're a founder building an e-commerce brand, you can join our private network of entrepreneurs called Hype Club at femalestartupclub.com forward slash Hype Club. We have guests from the show joining us for intimate Ask Me Anythings, expert workshops, and a group of totally amazing, like-minded women building the future of D2C brands. As always, please do subscribe, rate and review the show, and post your favorite episodes to Instagram stories. I am beyond grateful when you do that. June here. Thanks for listening to this amazing episode of the Female Startup Club podcast. If you're a fan of the show and want even more of the good stuff, I'd recommend checking out femalestartupclub.com where you can subscribe to our free newsletter. We send it out weekly covering female founder business news, insights and learnings in D2C, and interesting business resources. And if you're a founder building an e-commerce brand, you can join our private network of entrepreneurs called Hype Club at femalestartupclub.com forward slash Hype Club. We have guests from the show joining us for intimate Ask Me Anythings, expert workshops, and a group of totally amazing, like-minded women building the future of D2C brands. As always, please do subscribe, rate and review the show, and post your favorite episodes to Instagram stories. I am beyond grateful when you do that.